<laughs> oh my gosh, that, that was one of the funniest moments. I have it all on tape. All right, here we go. Yep. Welcome to Super Fantastic Show. The I'm Coach Pete Moore. I'm with my good friend, show. dad, husband, concerned black man, upstanding taxpayer, <laughs> former Olympian, world black, champion, black Republican. Oh man. <laughs> <laughs> That that'll dead everything. That'll right? do it. <laughs> that'll do it. And we're off the air. Doctor Rodney Ferguson and Doctor Ferguson. It's good to see you, brother. I, you know I don't get to see you enough. Yeah, listen. Likewise, likewise. Yeah. But you hit me yesterday while I was probably watching CNN or MSNBC, and you were saying you hit me up and said. You know, one thing I need to let you all know is that when he calls, it's just the continuation of a very long conversation. These phone calls are just intermittent iterations of an ongoing conversation. So there's no nicety. There's no, hey, how you doing? There's none of that. It's no. just the next sentence in the conversation. And that's, I love it. Right. Now, listen, they're, they're, they're nodes of continuance. That's it. That's it. Calls me up. I pick up the phone. Hey, yeah, we need to record right now. Okay. You know what we need to talk about. Yes. Co- coffee with Radi. Tea with Coach B. <laughs> we need to talk about what's happening in America. We're not talking about Baltimore. We're not talking about Ferguson. We're, We're not, not talking talk- about black America. We're not talking about nope. white America, Asian America, yellow America. We're not talking about any of those Americas. We're talking about humanity. The, Uni- the United, United States, States of, America. of America. That's it. The brotherhood and sisterhood of the United States of America. And the turmoil that our country is, is, is facing and, you know, the stories that are being told around it. Well, let me, let me run it down like this. I had the opportunity in 2004 to attend the Olympic Games and I, I fought for the United States. Um, I traveled around the world as an ambassador of sport, if you will, uh, in the sport of judo when I was competing. I've been all over the, all over the world with the United States patch on my back and the way that I, I behaved, the way that I governed myself, the way that I fought – um, the way that I walked, the way that I spoke and interacted with people was a representation of my country. Done right. You were a reflection. Yes, I was a, fr- a reflection of the United States. And mm-hmm. um, I, I tell that to the individuals who are in the military. I didn't have the same background or the, or the same experiences that they had in terms of their military experience. But in terms of representing the United States in the area of sport and doing so on the largest sporting stage ever, I had an opportunity to do that. And I didn't do that as a black American. I didn't do that as an African-American. I didn't do that as a Bahamian-American. I did that as an American. Now, my background is very storied as, as other individuals' background is storied too. What I've been through and what I've done is not really important on a personal level. I like to speak to what has happened systemically, what has happened to the United States systemically. And I like to bring it to the forefront through the model that we use, not only in psychology, but that which we use in engineering. There we go. There's a model that we use in systems engineering uh, that it's the same model that you have that enables you to keep your temperature in your house at a certain temperature. Uh, It's a regulating model. It's what we call a feedback loop model, but also based upon the SR model in psychology. The SR model is what you use when you're dealing with the mind or conceptual framework. The feedback loop model is what we use when we're dealing with engineering. And let's let's let them know what SR is. 
the SR model is a stimulus response model. There we go. And usually it's an SR model or SRS. There's a stimulus, and that stimulus provides a response. The response becomes the new stimulus, and another response occurs. It's a constant feedback loop. So anytime that you see a thing or a thing or a phenomenon happening in society or in a community or in your house, in your personal life, in your finances, economically, you always have to link that back to the SR model. So when you look at what has happened in Ferguson or you look at what's happened in Baltimore, Baltimore, we take Baltimore as the current case, you have to say, this is the particular response for what stimulus? And that SR model will allow you to go all the way back to the beginning. So we look at the response. The response is protesting and riots. Now, why were the protesting and riots occurring? Wait, wait. I think you started one step before where where I'd like you to start. So this morning... Hey, well, go, hey, 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 go on, go on, coach me up. Oh, I'm going to coach you up, buddy. We're going to get you there. We're going to get you there. <laughs> this morning, as I do many a day, after I get my second breakfast in, after I'm back from training, I turn on SportsCenter. Or better yet, it's probably, I don't even turn on SportsCenter. I turn on First Take. This You got Stephen A. Smith. You got uh, Skip Bayless, two guys who I love to watch and listen to them debate. And they, they tackle things that are that border on sports. And today, of course, they talked about what's happening in Baltimore, and they used the Ray Lewis uh, video as a, as a gateway into that. And we'll talk about that later. What The thing that bothered me about the way that they handled the situation was all they wanted to talk about was the CVS. As though the CVS had feelings or the check cashing had feelings, and I understand their perspective because what they want to say is, now you've burnt out the CVS, and Ms. Gladys can't get her prescription. And now they got the check cashing is, is burnt out. And, it's up to, and you know, so they're not even where you started. Where you started was riots and protesting. They're talking only about the, the, the immediate result, which is, okay, now we've got to clean up this mess and this burnt out. And what is the community left without this CVS? So start there and work backwards, please. Because well, that's all they want to That's the only news story they want to cover is the damn CVS. I, I would like to start there, but they're, they're using that in part and parcel of the whole problem. That that particular response to the riot stimulus is only part of what's going to happen. That is the initial stages of what happens right after the protesting or the riots. Right. Um, the reason that the, the, the rioting occurred and the protests occurred is because the nation was not speaking or was not engaged in the conversation about the disparity between how uh, persons um, who are disenfranchised are handled in terms of law enforcement and the judicial system. So because they weren't being heard, they spoke a language which quite honestly allows them to be heard on every media outlet across the world. Now, is that the right way to go about it? Um, That's not my deal, okay? I am in harmony with Martin Luther King and in which he said that I, I cannot slap the hands of the rioters without addressing the things which cause them to riot. So what Martin Luther King actually said is, I am not going to get on here and beat the people who are responding without beating the people who have caused the stimulus. Right. If we're going to address one, we need to address the other. Let, let's not just finger point and talk about the CVS uh, without talking about the things that created that particular phenomenon or problem. Right. So so we look at the CVS, we look at the we look at the the shaping of the narrative, what they're trying to do now. But we need to go a step back. 
we need to look at what happened before that, the riot that happened. And then we need to look what caused the riot. There is no, no direct cause. We can't, we can't create a causal relationship. I, but, I'd like to. I'd like you know, to propose. Like we can, but what we can do is we can damn sure create a correlative relationship. Okay. We, we know that people who have not been heard, we know people who are, who are disenfranchised. We know people who are poor. We know people who are impoverished. We know people who don't have jobs. We know people whose home has been broken up. We know people who don't have leadership inside their home. Uh, when they come back and they don't have a two-parent home, when they're latchkey kids, we know that these with the people who have, watch this, watch this, watch this now who have drugs pumped into their communities, okay? Because if there are if there are gated communities and if there are planned communities, which there are, then all communities by default are planned by socioeconomic status. Okay. Because if you're in a plane and you look down on on the land of the United States, you can see things are done in grids. Yeah. So you know if you're in this grid, you go to this school, and if you're in this grid, you make this amount of money. If you're in this grid, the homes, the three twos over here are four twenty, and if you're in this grid, the three twos over here only two seventy five. Right. But but it's created like that, and you're pushed into those into those spaces, and certain permits are given for liquor license in some places and not in others. Like I don't care what you do, you're not going to be able to get a liquor license for a liquor store on the corner where I live. Right. Ain't happening. Right. Okay. Because the people in the burbs over here are not going to allow it to happen. So. You have stimulus and you have response. And, so, and in this case, are we agreeing that the stimulus is the environment and the, and the, the conditions in the environment that cause the response? We can't say cause. Okay. We, we can say had a, it, 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 we can say those are environmental fabricators. Cor- correlative effect. Yes. Okay. We can say that because we, we, we have to speak matter of factly here because some of it is environment. And some of our, some of those things are learned. Okay. Some of those things some of those things have been passed down. You have you have you have a person who is so disenfranchised that he doesn't feel like there's any other way for him to create income except for jumping to the drug game, which he has learned. Right. Now, I don't know no. I don't know anybody that owns any planes or is dropping any, any, any Colombians. Yeah, he's dropping any kilos <laughs> and de- and delivering that those drugs all the way to the point where they get into the ghetto, yeah. okay, or the yeah. urban areas, okay. I, I I don't know I don't know anybody doing anything like that, but those things happen, and what happens is that creates its own culture and it and it creates its own economic system, mm-hmm. which if you really read the book Freakonomics, there is no money in the drug game. Not familiar. Not at, I know the not, book. Not, I haven't yeah, read yeah. it. Not at not at not at the basement level. I got you. At the hustle level, there's no money in the drug game. Mm-hmm. All risk, but no rewards. It's all risk, no reward. <clears throat> all of it. So, when you go back and you look at this stimulus response model, and, and you go back and you go back and you go back, you you work your way all the way back to the Mayflower. Because what's really causing this whole thing is economic disparity and land ownership. Yeah. Now, the argument for reparations and people say, well, I, you know, I, the, the problem and I, I, I'm, I'm talking about some some Facebook posts that I read. The problem with black folks is they feel like they are entitled to something. I'm glad I don't have those friends on Facebook. I keep them because they, they help me with a sense of regularity. Mm. Now, 
the problem is black folks feel like they are entitled to something. The Bible said that a man that that doesn't work shouldn't eat, which means that a man that does work should eat. Therefore, if you work, you should eat. You should receive some compensation for the labor that you have brought forth. Mm -hmm. If you do labor, you should reap the benefits from your labor. So when you labor to the point where you've built the whole United States, where's your benefit for your labor? Zero. Okay, so if you haven't benefited from your labor, or if I do the work, and then you come in and take my paycheck, that is my paycheck because I've done the work, then you've actually stolen from me. So if you steal from me, then you what? You owe me. Right. Now, if you don't believe that, you don't have to because they created the Freedmen's Bureau Act in 1863. It was 1863, 1865, because the United States did see that they owed people money and land. The problem was is that particular act was rescinded. So the black folks who were supposed to get their 40 acres and a mule never got their stuff because power doesn't concede itself. Well, so they rescinded the act. Yeah, so, and they admitted it so that you're not a person. Correct. People were owed and you are not a person. But I have a problem with even the addressing. Of, you know, you and I are very close friends, but we also have diverging views on some things. And I think we come together certain places. Immediately if someone says to me, black folks are or want or whatever I've, you've disqualified the entire rest of your sentence and the rest of your discussion in my book because that underlying belief that you have and just communicated to me is that you believe that black folks are a monolithic people and that would be further from the truth black folks aren't all anything no anything we aren't even all quote unquote black <laughs> you know what i'm saying so yeah as soon as i hear that that phrasing uh that framing of of, a, of an argument you're immediately just you, you've put yourself in a box to me where I'm not even going to address what you're about to say next. So yeah, you're better than me in, in addressing that. Well, I, I I address it because many many people haven't a clue of what they're talking about, and they draw these they they draw these weird comparisons. Like they one one person told me he said, "Well, I don't I don't know why, you know." You, you all make excuses. You all, you, you all, know, you, you. Oh my gosh! I, I, I had somebody on Facebook that told me he was going to report my, me to the KKK and my wife and my children so they could kill me, and he hopes that I got, I, I would get pulled over and have a, a, a bad police experience. No, no, and I screenshotted it, so I'll share it on Facebook so you don't think it's a game. Yes, uh, Facebook.com/slash the Super Fantastic Show. Oh, oh, listen, it is the real deal. Yeah, you, you can you can write all your OMGs down. So here's here's a deal. Um, I have a different experience. So you you have people who don't believe in privilege. Mm -hmm. Now this is this is the SR model. This is the SR model. The, going all the way back to the Mayflower, bringing yourself all the way up to where you are today. If there is social and <clears> economic <throat> disparities, that means that there are some people who have privilege and others who don't. Now privilege is a systemic thing, but. Gosh, it, and it hurts me so much when I'm having the discussion. Privilege is a systemic thing, but people in the argument want to confuse inductive and deductive reasoning by saying, well, I'm not privileged, so I... Ah, ah, ah. <laughs> privilege isn't, isn't a personal issue. It's a systemic one, meaning you and I, 
we're both males. We have male privilege. Males make more money than 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 uh, females, or men make more, more more money than women on average across the board for the same job. You make for more the money. Sa- right. for the same job. That, that's just what it is. That is what it is. So you have so you have male privilege. So when you're in a room full of women and they jump on you about male privilege, what you need to do is you need to do what? Shut up. Yeah, I was gonna say the Cosby hands. Well, I yeah, guess exactly, exactly. Cliff Huxtable hands. Not right, Cosby. exactly. Not the Cosby. Oh boy. <laughs> right. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Yeah. yeah. It, it, it. What you don't want to do is say, "Well, I don't make more money than you." No, I don't. Gotta, I don't make money in Lisa. Not listening. Right. So you have a situation where you have people who are advantaged. Now, at, as I said before, advantage is not a personal thing. It is a systemic one, meaning able-bodied people are. Advantages over people who have disabilities. disabilities. Right. Right. Pe- people who are l- little people or people who are, are challenged in terms of height, which is still disability, they they have that disadvantage over people who are taller or regular height, or what you would call regular height. Right. Listen, you have listen, you have men and women, okay? You listen, you have all this. You have listen, you have overweight and underweight or regular or you have you have you have advantages based upon the BMI scale and you also have advantages based upon race but when you when you say race people ah, 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 you're a race baiter listen stop if there's anything that you can do right now for the rest of your life is stop using the word race baiting <laughs> stop using that term there's no, there's no such thing as race baiting listen on average white folks live longer than black folks right on average, white folks make more than black folks. Mm-hmm. On average, based upon the rate, even with the police numbers in terms of the killing of the killing of of people in the United States, there was four hundred and something white folks that were killed and two hundred and thirty three black folks that were killed. One guy said, "See, they killed more whites than blacks." I say, "See, you're a complete idiot." <laughs> Population percentage was not taken into account. Population percent is not taken into account. They right. just took the raw numbers. Like just twelve percent of blacks in the United States. Only it's seventy something of whites. Right. Like so, it's it's still there's still an advantage when the police drive up and pull you over. There is a perceived advantage. Period. Right. So when we look when we look at advantage, you have to accept the fact that white advantage occurs. White advantage doesn't doesn't mean that you're rich. White advantage means that there's a systemic systemic advantage that has been created over time since the Mayflower until now, which has put you in a pole position when you are born. Right. That that, that doesn't mean that you're going to be rich. It doesn't mean that you won't suffer. It doesn't mean that you didn't grow up in poverty. It doesn't it doesn't mean any of that. It means all of the things being equal. Equal. Dot dot dot. You have an, you have advantage. an advantage. Right. Correct. And I don't know what is so difficult for people to understand about that. Now, when you have people over a period of time looking at the SR, the SRS model, okay, who have been disadvantaged. Now, I want you to watch this very closely. You have individuals who have been taught, okay, to not read. Hmm. It was illegal to teach them how to read. Right. So you have you have you have not not a not you have a population of people who you who you made it illegal to educate. It was illegal to teach them how to read. You let that population of people procreate. Those people 
couldn't teach the other people how to read. Not only that, but you took people who were in the house living together and allowed them to get married and allowed them to jump over a broom. And then late in the night, you went and grabbed the woman out of the bed, took her, raped her, had sex with her, sent her back into the house with her male Mm -hmm. for her to go to sleep. Now, she doesn't trust him to protect her. You've created a division in that home. He no longer respects her because of what you've done to her. But this is the mentality that you've created on the plantation, but this goes on over and over. And then you create another black person to oversee those people. And the person who oversees them is telling on them, and he, is ha- he has learned to tell on them in order to get ahead. Yep. But this culture that you don't understand, this culture of division you've set forth, and then because you had a different treatment of how some of the lighter folks looked and how some of the darker folks looked, you've created this, you created a, a, a subdivision inside of black America. And therefore where, inside of America. Inside of America, because now you have light-skinned blacks do make more money than dark-skinned blacks. Mm-hmm. So it be, it become it becomes a race and colorism thing all along the spectrum. Now here's and it exists the, in Brazil. It exists, exists in, in Brazil, India. It, it, it exists every, anywhere it exists, that's post-slavery. It exists all over the world. That's right. It exists all over the world. Post-colonial. I don't even want to get into that. Yeah. All right. But but let but let me say this. So there is a color issue and there is a disparity issue and there is an advantage issue and then there is a virus that has been injected into a population of people where psychologically they're damaged and somebody along the lines has created the psychological damage now in that psychological damage who who saw fit to repair it who's taking responsibility who's taking responsibility now you, you can't you can't knock a guy in the back of the head with a hammer and then when he falls down, say, hey, man, you need to pull yourself up by your bootstraps. <laughs> now, at the, at the same token, when you get knocked down, you can't lay there and wait for anybody to help you up either. That's right. I'm, I am in agreement with that. I am in agreement with that. However, go ahead. Well, I, I, you know, I'm talking over you, but I'm in the same place. It's just the solutions that we hear, or actually, no, we don't hear any solutions. The positions that we hear are never an inclusive one. It's never one where the, the, the pundit is saying we speaking of Americans as a whole. Right. And, and I think that's the root of the problem. I mean, in terms of we've got a problem that we've all inherited. We're in existence. This is this is what it is. We've got a culture. And let me tell you, let me tell you this. I'm, 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 I'm really, really against this right here. Against what's that? What I wasn't born then. It's not my problem oh, that's or. Yeah, or yeah, it's bullshit. Or, you know, I don't have nothing to do with that. It wasn't my period of time. Bullshit. If, if we were talking about any other thing, you would agree to this. I, case in point, you don't win a Super Bowl championship on the day of the game. You win it when? Practice. Right. You don't win a wrestling championship during the season. You win it from the summer mm-hmm. in practice, which means everything that you've done before now, okay, has an effect on where you are now. That's you right. are the culmination of your experiences. So the history of you is important. So when we start talking about race and socioeconomics, you can't disregard history, motherfucker. It don't work like that. 
Okay, it is important because case like I gotta go. We're gonna get to continue this discussion, but I want I want to leave you with this thought. No, I want to leave you with this thought. In the United States, you go through school, you go through K, through through fifth, and then you go through sixth through eighth, and you go ninth through twelfth, and then in ninth grade or eighth grade, when they when they identify you as being very intelligent, you're a very smart guy, uh, Coach B. Moore. We want to put you in IB classes. You say, "Great, I'm taking my calculus, and my geometry, and all, and, and you do all your history." And then they say, "Well, great, we have these high level history courses for you. You can take." AP American history, or you can take AP European history, letting you know that those are the highest levels of history that we have for you. But your African history, you can take that and you can shove it up your ass, sir. And your African American <laughs> history, you can do the same with that. So you go from K through 12 all the way to college and you finish school. What have you studied when it comes to the African diaspora, African Americans, or black folks? Absolutely what? Nothing, except from the but, perspective no, no. of being conquered. Yeah. But you're a fucking expert when it comes to talking about black folks. How? I'm done. I gotta do this. The Super Fantastic Show. Goodbye. <laughs>